Welcome to Tampa Tantrum, The Lost Files. Back in the summer of 2012, myself, Stephen Layton, and Colin Harmon hosted a group of 12 coffee luminaries to come present on a coffee topic of their choice at the SCAE World of Coffee event in Vienna. This was not the first time we'd put on such an event, but it was the first time we didn't have control of the AV crew for the production. The previous two events, we'd collated a set of videos which can all be viewed at tampatantrum.com. But in Vienna, something went horribly wrong and the video quality we had just wasn't good enough. Although something gets lost without the visuals, I decided that instead of them being lost forever, that I would make them available in an audio format. This is number seven in the series, and please give it up for a very special coffee producer from El Salvador, Federico Pacas from Santa Patrona. Well, good morning, all of you. For me, it's a really honor to be here and to be invited by Steve and Tamper Tantrum. Um, I didn't have too much time for preparing the presentation, but I hope you uh, feel like you are in the visiting our farm and mill. So, will be a lot of pictures, so you will feel more like into it. Well, our well. This is uh, Café Tux Palace. It's about seven or eight years old. We found uh, the name Café Tux Palace was uh, my father's invention. It's coming from a Mayan world that word that means uh, from the from the land to the trees. And basically, uh, well. Who we are? We are a fifth generation of a family dedicated to the coffee business, focused and committed to the production, milling, and exportation of the highest quality coffee. Our business main values are respect to our workers, lo the local communities, maintaining harmony with the environment, and keeping our good relationship with the with our customers. We basically employed during the year like 2,000 people, uh, 200 people. And during the harvest, we uh, hired like, uh, up to, three, to 375 people. We basically help, we are open always to help the local communities. There's a, a lot of needs in the coffee areas in, in El Salvador. so. We as a family are always open to collaborate to the local communities to maintain the roads, to help the uh, health centers, the schools, and we are really uh, trying to to be part of the of the communities around the coffee coffee areas where we are where we are involved. Uh, our customers, where our customers, we pay a lot of attention to the local customers too. We have our principal customers in El Salvador is Vive Espresso, which is from my sister and Federico Bolaños. And they are competing here with, uh, with in the World Barista Championship. They have taught a lot of um, to us in quality concerns. So we are always like uh, pushing together and try to, to, to let uh, 
to search and to experience a lot of things uh, in order to, to, to gain the, the best quality we can. Well, our farms, uh, we have basically seven farms. They are all located around the Santa Ana volcano. Uh, we have the Santa Petrona, El Rosario, San Pedro, San Jose, Las Marias, Vista Hermosa, Montana, and San Juanas Flores. Uh, our farm goes from 850 meters to up to 1,600 uh, meters from HGs to high grounds to strictly high grounds. All our farms are, uh, because we are always trying to be social responsibilities and environmental responsibles, we, uh, we get, uh, enter in the, in the Rainforest Alliance certification that help us to, to uh, understand where are we as a social and environmental responsibles. It's a grade we have. Uh, they, uh, they are inspect us every year so we can have another opinion on how we are doing. Well, today I'm going to concentrate in, the, in my presentation in one farm. This farm is uh, the one who is, is competing today, well, yesterday, in the World Barista Championship. Uh, Daniel Mendez is uh, the barista from El Salvador. He's using the coffee. And so it was a great opportunity to present to you our farm. It's uh, located in Apaneca y Lamatepec coffee region in Canton, Buenos Aires. Uh, in Chalchuapa, uh, uh, Santa Ana, has an altitude, an average altitude of 1,450 1, meters above sea level, uh, average annual rainfall of 2,200 millimeters of, of rainfall. Uh, we harvest during the December to March, and we, are, we have planted the coffee, the, plant, uh, the plantations with 80% of uh, red bourbon, 15% uh, of the Pacas variety, and 5% of the Pacamara. A little history of the farm. In 1927, Mamatona bought 47 hectares of land in the heights of Santa Ana volcano, supported by her son, uh, Santiago Diaz Palacios. She was determined to transform the property into a coffee farm. Then in 1950, our grandmother Petrona Diaz, whose name is uh, because of the farm, um, together, the iterate of farm together with his grandfather Alfredo Pacas Trujillo, who also comes from a very traditional and coffee family. Uh, came from the start working with the farm with the same traditional practices and principles that my father has continued working for uh, the rest of the for decades and now we have learned from him and then we continue working the same traditional practices. This is a, a little pictures of our mill, Beneficio Tuxpal. Beneficio Tuxpal is um, 
located in the La Libertad department. It's halfway from San Salvador to Santa Ana. It's about 30 minutes from the farms. Um, so, um, well, this mill my father started building like in 2002, where when we start milling our own coffee, we did only 460 kilo, 60 kilo bags in the crop. Last year, 2011, we processed in the mill like uh, 14,069 14, uh, kilo bags, which uh, like 30% are from our own farms or 40% are from our own farms and the other is uh, 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 from farms from other producers that we do the the processing. Uh, this is a well a very uh, efficient mill regarding the water consumption, ener energy consumption, and very uh, environmental friendly. Basically, we all the waste uh, like a pulp. We send it again to the to the farms to make compost and do a soil. Uh, conservation, and in the case of the parchment holes, husk, we use all the what we dispose to uh, for the ovens in the in the dryer machines. Well, this is a as I was telling, Beneficio Tuxpal is a very uh, efficient mill and very dynamic. We in the, the wet mill, we can do all types of preparations. We can do uh, full washed, uh, other either in the fermentation tanks or machine machine washers. Uh, this mucilagers. Uh, we can do pulp natural or full naturals. In the drying, we have uh, either we can dry either in African beds or what we call perijuelas. Uh, in the, we have uh, cement patios and machine dryers uh, that is the brand Spacas too. Uh, storing well, storing wheel we have a very a controlled moisture in the in, when we store the coffee. Always we store the coffee at 12 and a half grades of, of moisture, and we all, always uh, uh, rest the coffee for from 30 to 45 days, depend on date of shipment or or whatever else. Uh, the dry mill, we can do kind of uh, every kind of preparations. Uh, we can do the screen size as as requested, we can do as to, uh, until gourmet preparation, zero defects, and we can, it's a very, as I was telling you, it's a very dynamic, dynamic mill. Well, and why we are here? Uh, basically, we want to to share with you how we how we process the the highest quality coffee, basically in Santa Petrona this year. As, as you know, uh, from the beginning, it's always 
um, you have to do right things from the beginning. And basically, I put this uh, during the, these things during the agronomic phase because you cannot produce uh, quality coffee if you have no very healthy and strong trees. Uh, in fertilization, for example, we always do uh, a soil analysis and two foliage analysis so we can see the picture how our trees are and our land is. It's very important to, to keep the plant whatever it's needed and not to put uh, extra fertilizer that doesn't work uh, anyway and not to put less because if you always are pulling less fertilizer, uh, fertilization, then the crops are going are going down. Pruning, pruning. We we basically we do two types of pruning in Finca Santa Petrona. We, with the red bourbon, we maintain the very traditional. Uh, well, it's not a traditional. It's very ancient type of pruning with that we call the Parra system. Parra system means the you basically bend the main stem of the plant with a four or three sides and then it, with, when you bend the stem you have a new shots uh, coming from the seed so it's a kind of uh, has a lot of advantage because you cover a lot of ground with one one tree and uh, the new the new shoots uh, doesn't get contact to the ground, so it's uh, easier to control soil dis uh, diseases and all that. Has a very good uh, product productive yield, and the disadvantage uh, is always a disadvantage. Is uh, the labor cost is a little bit bigger, and you have to to hire some a little bit more qualified workers uh, to who knows uh, this type of, of pruning. Uh, shade regulation is always a matter of of not too much or not too less. To to too less. Um, we always keep the the farm at 40 to 30 percent of shade. Um, Pest control, we basically you cannot the the, the 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 trees cannot feed themselves if they have problems with the roots. So roots are very very important in in for for us. And soil conservation, I was telling you, we send a pulp again to the farms. We do compost and we always are trying to protect from erosion and. That's uh, that's uh, very very important. And with control, with it's a, a matter of, of keeping the the farm always clean and trying to to leave some not so bad weeds that uh, help you with erosion too. Well, during harvest, um, this this year was a very exciting year for us. Uh, we had uh, uh, many, many visitors in the farm. 
um, one of um, and we did a, a team basically a, a quality control team um, Federico Bolaños, Lili Pacas, Alejandro Mendez and Daniel Mendez were very very involved in the in the quality control and basically trying to incentivate and to uh, promote the, the the quality into the farm we did a we start from again from from the beginning we basically this in this uh, picture you can see uh, we are basically explaining to the workers and basically to the pickers how important is the good picking in the specialty coffee what the customers are looking for in the in the in the, the coffee and we did something that uh, for us uh, was very 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 good we basically tell the pickers that they were going to to taste the coffee that they were picking like two more months later the second picking and it was very interesting to 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 hear what the pickers uh, found in the cup they were always used to drink low-grade quality coffees so it was very very amazing how they get incentivated to understand why the strictly uh, quality in the picking um, other thing we 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 implement in the during the harvest was that we basically measure the sugar contest the content in the beans with a I think refractometer we utilize, uh, use a refractometer to take samples from the cherries and we drop some we put some drops in the in this refractometer and found a, spe a specific day or period when the coffee was enough uh, has enough uh, sugar on on it and, and basically that that makes us a, a, did us a, a, a help understanding not so only for the color of the cherry that now then we have the another scientific uh, measures we did three pickings um, the number of pickings depends on the when you have rain first rains and then you have the flowers so this year we have uh, to, 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 to do three pickings You can see here the all the kind of the the cycle of the maturation of the beans of the cherry. Well, another thing we uh, put a lot a lot of attention in was in in how the, they clean the coffee. We basically uh, start picking at 6:30 to 2 p.m. Then from 2 p.m. to 3. 30, they are all uh, laid down together and very strictly um, clean the, the cherry they have they have um, they have picked we 
um, divide the coffee in three, in four um, type of cherry. The with with uh, we separate the the we call the red blood. The then we have the istulte that we this is like a pink a pink cherry. It's not it's already ripe, but it has not uh, the enough sugar content and has, it's not the first quality. And we have the uh, overripe cherries and the uh, unripe cherries uh, separate. What's a very interesting thing that we basically, when we uh, explain to the workers how we are, we're going to need to be the coffee to be picked, we have like 50 pickers at the at the time, only two of them say that they were not willing to to accept how how we will ask the the picking, and the other 48 was were really really uh, excited about the 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 type of picking. We basically well the we basically recognize the hard work from them. We pay like 50% more uh, per, per pound picked than a usual quality uh, farmer or quality picker. And basically, we, gain, we get like 90% 90 90 of the cherry that we picked. The whole harvest was best quality. And the other five were uh, pink, or stulte, and 1% uh, maybe unripe, and 1% uh, overripe. Transportation was very, very well um, very well during the, the, the harvest. O always we had the coffee at the mill already processing less than three hours after the, the picking. Well, you can see here basically some of the pictures. In the upper side, the Pacas uh, micro lot, very nice flowering of two years ago. And basically in the down, in the lower part, we have the Pacas, the Bourbon, the red Bourbon plantations. Another thing that it's an advantage in the in the Parra system pruning is that the longevity of the trees are it's, it's a lot of more than uh, another pruning that that uh, used to. For example, our red bourbons are about from 45 to 60 years old, and and they are very very productive. And the pacas, in the pacas, we we used uh, the, uh, the the system we use in the pruning is a five years old cycles. We cut the whole, the whole plant in every five years. This pacas plantation has uh, some very sig sig uh, significance for us. It was the the second oldest pacas plantation in the world. Uh, my grandfather planted it in the f year 52 and 53, right? 
so has a lot of meaning to us. It's uh, um, and it's a very, very, very nice quality. Well, the mill. Uh, at the mill, we basically uh, process uh, Finca Santa Petrona first, uh, then the other farms. We process all the coffees the same day. We always use uh, clean water in the process. Uh, we do not recycle water for uh, in the mill. It's a very efficient water uh, consumption mill, so it's, we can allow to not recycle the water. The cleaning in the machines, in the facilities, where we were very, very uh, strictly focused on the cleaning, uh, we believe that we we are processing food. We are processing human consumption food, so the, it has to be 100% clean. You cannot mess with a stinker bean, for example. A stinker bean can destroy the whole microlot and ferment, uh, have fermented cups in, and only for one bean. So cleaning was very, very hard work in during the, the, the milling. The fermentation, we basically had a built a new fermentation tanks this year. Uh, we basically, before we do all the process in machine wash, washers, so the mucilagers, now we, we, came, we came back and built another fermentation tanks, very nice, with a ceramic and very, we, we transport the, the parchment in, in dry, we don't use a lot of water. Um, basically, the time of fermentation was very variable, between 16 hours and 24 hours. Depends on the if there's a cloud or it's the it's hotter day or warm or colder day. So very, but basically from 16 to 20 hours to 24 hours uh, fermentation in the tank. Um, we also built these new peri perihuelas or African beds. They were invented by, by my father. Um, what is this especially for uh, different from these perihuelas is that we can control with the roof, we can control well any sporadic rains or when we we can control the time of of um, of, of the trying of the of the parchment. Basically, we in the first two days of the of the perihuela drying, in the we we picked a, if there's a, a pulp on the on the parchment or a broken bean, we clean it all, and then uh, it starts. Uh, we always. Uh, fill the perihuelas in one side and then we start moving all the perihuelas to the other side so we can control exactly in uh, specific orders which coffees are getting uh, ready or not. 
moisture control was very strictly too. Uh, we basically, in the Perejuelas, we measure the moisture every four or five hours. Um, it's a very, for example, in the patio, it's more like a quick um, point where you have to to take the, the coffee out. In the Perejuelas, it's more simple. You can close the, the ceiling and or the roof, and then you can you have more time to 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 calibrate your what moisture do you, would, would you like in the in the in the parchment. Um, we also have the, the, the cement patios. We like the cement patios because it's a more cleaner um, way to dry the coffee than in the, uh, and basically it's easier to, to move the parchment and more constantly, uh, well, we constantly move the, the parchment Storage, as I was mentioning, we, we specifically specifically um, uh, store the, the the parchment at 12 and a half uh, grades of grades of uh, of moisture. And the holding, sorting, and screening, we basically wait until it's possible. And when we got the shipping instructions and we have to deliver the coffee. We wait until the last minute possible so we can deliver the fresher coffee possible. We finish the always in the specialty coffees. We have a group of women who handle, uh, pick the or clean the coffee by hand so we can guarantee the exact preparation. Well, the the team the, in the copy room, we basically we, we were really really uh, lucky to have uh, the team of Viva Espresso and especially Alejandro Mendez and Daniel Mendez. Really, really, they really take care of the the whole process. They visit the farm a lot of times uh, with uh, customers or along. And they, what you need in 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 this, you, you have to be passionate. So they were really really passionate about the coffee. And from the start, we we began copying the coffee, and they were really really nice results. And ba basically, we divide the the farm in. We have divided the farm in micro lots. Every micro lot were process separated and cup separated too. Uh, we have three varieties, all se uh, process separated too. And we basically um, make a, basically taste the coffee in different methods uh, for espresso, for drips, and all the, the, the drip systems available. And basically, that was the my my small presentation. I hope you like it. So.
um, I try to put a lot of pictures on it so you can feel like more into the farm and and I hope you you like it. And can I say that the pictures don't do the farm justice because it is an absolutely beautiful farm and beautiful mill. Um, I was lucky enough to visit in January and um, it is an amazing place. So uh, yeah, it is really good. So look, we, we, should, we should sit down and relax. So please, um, you've stood up for 20 minutes and I like the sitting down, it's, it's good. Yeah. So um, seven generations. Is that six. right? Six, six. Six generations. I've just added a new generation. Six generations of growers. Um, and the Pacas family is very well known within El Salvador as well as a, as a coffee growing family too, isn't it? Yeah, we have been in the, the coffee. Well, my family has been in the coffee for forever. Yeah. And has been very involved in the, in the, in the, in the farming, in, in building machinery, and exports so basically you have coffee instead of blood for sure i mean there's so much history there i mean with santa patronus is it's red it's red bourbon pacamara and pacas yes um when you first when those were first planted was it because that was what was popular or is that was what really suits the farm and where it is i mean what, why do you think those varietals were chosen at the time the, the, the farm has been planted for uh, basically from 1927 and at those times basically well uh, nowadays to El Salvador basically it's 90% of Bourbon always uh, you, you will always find Bourbon in the farms but this farm is especially because well the, the red Bourbon we have there it's a very very Asian Bourbon, and you can find it in the, in the Parras, where you have a very grass trunks that uh, has been there for forever. And the Pacas, we, we, as I was mentioned, was the second plantation in the world. So, it's and, very and it's very close to the first as well, isn't it? San Rafael, which is yeah, not San far Rafael away, is very, which, is, very yeah, which was also a, fa a family farm, wasn't it? At one time, uh, yes. from a different part of the family but um so uh, i, I want to talk to you kind of preloaded with questions in my own head because I, I know the farm but the the, the uh, paras that you do on the farm mm -hmm. what what do you see as the benefits of doing that is it to keep the older plant stock is it to save space so f for those who don't know paras is where in fact you explain paras you'll explain it far better yeah. than me the paras system is basically bending the the steam of the the all tree uh, and tied from the to the ground by uh, some uh, you can string yes string whatever wire or and basically what what your your the intention of this is to bring new shoots from in the trunk of the so the main advantage is to you cover a lot of space with one tree um, the 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 maintenance of the roots. One part has uh, like three meters, square meters of roots. So if you have a disease infection in one side, you have enough roots in the other side. So it's always high, high productivity. 
Okay. And, and like, I've seen Paris done a lot in El Salvador, but never as well as on Santa Patronas because it's just, it's beautifully laid out and just really well done. It's, it's, it's kind of very well planned. Yes, the, the Fincas and the, the, the good thing in the Finca Santa Petrona is that it has always been uh, maintained the same pruning system. Okay. And uh, for example, other farms were um, quit the Parra system like 20 or 25 years ago, and then they are trying to 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 return to the Parra system. So okay. it's last. It's uh, you have to you have. Um, like four or five or six years to build a barra. Okay, okay. So, I've asked enough questions. I shall ask more on email later. Any questions from the audience or from... Tim. Wonderful. Thank you for the presentation. Uh, I visited your farm uh, this year and uh, I, I'm a big fan of the para system just by theory, but uh, have you noticed any difference in cup quality when it comes to para system versus non para system? Well, b basically, uh, there must be a difference, um, but has to do with uh, the whole system, not only for the paras. We maintain the the coffee under shade in a very standardized shade. And that means the maturation is kind of a little bit slower, and that's uh, that is maybe the main reason why you can have a, a, a better, very quality cup. Um, but I I I think there must be another reasons why the the. There's a good quality inside of the para system, but I think it's always depends on on other factors that are in the in the in the farm. Yeah, for sure. But uh, like in my theory, para system is good because you can maintain the same tree. You get much bigger root system, mm -hmm. and just by having that, you have a bigger sort of uh, distribution of the nutrients to the tree. And in my head, that means healthier fruits, healthier coffee, but you don't have any experience by sort of having young trees and old trees and uh, would be interesting to cop that uh, maybe next year. Yes, uh, we basically we, we, we see the, we have the, the two options in the finca. We have the pacas uh, that is uh, not in the, in the para system, it's always a recepa, a totally recepa every five years. And it's, it, uh, we have the, the same a quality standard as a as a bourbon, uh, some difference uh, between of the cup, but can uh, basically the sun, the the sun plantation has can also produce good quality. Are we allowed to ask the, the audience questions? Because like anecdotally, I found that Paras coffee like. I, 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 I find a higher percentage that I've enjoyed and I've thought I've been... Have you found similar experiences or...? I actually don't have enough experience to say one I, or the um, other. M mine is very small, yeah. probably five, six times I've, I've been able to cup it and I've known it's happened there, that it's been an interesting cup, you know? Yeah. yeah so. 
<laughs> I find uh, sometimes, not all no. the time, sometimes coffees coming from older trees have more concentration. I have some farmers that have old trees and young trees, and we've been separating. And sometimes, not always, uh, the coffees have more concentration. I, I often wonder, though, whether that's down to the genetics of the varietal being yeah. purer or being actually what it's meant to be, yeah. and we know what it is. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. May Sorry, that's questions. Maybe it has to do with uh, the nutrient reserves that uh, a big para can, can hold and compared to a little tree. So that, that may be good, a good reason. Fantastic. A any other questions? Anybody? Well, listen, a fantastic uh, presentation. Um, like this guy Thursday didn't know he was doing a presentation and today did one. So uh, that deserves a round of applause, if nothing else. But thank you very much, please. Pedrico, I take my hat off. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect.